Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. A warm welcome to you this Saturday. Today's message comes from the powerful Good Friday church service preached by evangelist Dag Heward Mills at the Jesus Saviour of the World Square, Mampong, Ghana. Today's teaching will unravel the mysterious nature of the cross of Jesus Christ and will help you to discover why sacrifice is an important master key to unlocking power in your life and ministry. You're about to discover seven ways that the cross will bring you victory. So enjoy today's message and relive the blessing of this year's Good Friday church service. Father, thank you for the blessing of today, Good Friday, the day of the greatest sacrifice. We are thankful. And we know that we are here because of your great sacrifice that you've made for us. Have mercy on us, Lord, and bless all of us in this amazing service, wherever we are gathered today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Those of you who are here may be seated, and wherever you are watching from, you may also be seated at this time. Amen. Well, as you know, because of the pandemic, we are not supposed to gather in the way we normally do. So we are having our church service spread out all over. Everybody is in his church, and we are also in our church. Amen. And so today's service is going to be a little, this is a second year running that we are having this kind of service. Uh, Last year, we had it in the studio. And this year, we are at least outdoors here. Outdoors is far better than indoors in terms of the pandemic. Fresh air to breathe, enough molecules to go around. Amen. Are you excited about the molecules? Yes. So, all of you out there in the different cathedrals, different branches, different countries, different places, you're all welcome to our Good Friday miracle service. Amen. And we are going to proceed right away um, by giving our very first gift and sacrifice to God, amen, in this offering, amen. Now, the the sacrifice that Jesus made for us is the great sacrifice, you know, it's the most important thing for us as a church and for Christians is the great sacrifice that Jesus made for us. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 
and verse number one. It says, Paul said, and I, brethren, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or excellency of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Amen. You know, Apostle Paul saw the cross as the most important topic. In fact, he saw it as so important that he felt that if he only spoke about this cross and the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, he would have done enough and that there was nothing else that he needed to add to his message to the Corinthians except to know, uh, to talk about Jesus Christ and him being crucified on a cross for you and for me. There's nothing else that is important. I I decided that, look, I don't want to know about anything else (laughs) except Jesus Christ and how he was crucified on a cross. So today, we are looking at the mystery, the mysterious victory that God gives us through the cross and also through sacrifice. You see, the cross, like Paul continued to say, is not the wisdom of a man. There is no wisdom, human wisdom, that would tell you to give away your money. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. So that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. All right? But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom of God. So the cross of Jesus Christ is wisdom. Hello, are you there? The cross of Jesus Christ is wisdom. Those of you coming, there's space at the back here, just behind where the last row, so that you don't have to walk through, please. Ashes, intelligent ushering. I need a pastor who has, is thinking to help, please. Just sit behind the row there. Thank you. Beautiful. Now, When you talk of a wise person, you don't talk of someone who is sacrificing his life or giving his money. 
to a cause or helping to build a church or supporting evangelism. You wouldn't call that person in our normal lives. We wouldn't say, oh, that's a wise man. Wow. You would call a wise man someone who has proverbs and has big words and quotes from Encyclopedia Britannica. This would be a wise man. And someone who makes reference to what happened in 1421 and what happened in 1864. And who knows so many things. That person you would call a wise man normally. But the Bible is telling us something. It's saying that there is a hidden wisdom. That is the wisdom of the cross. Now you see... I, today, I want you to see that this wisdom applies to you as well. Because Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. In other words, he's saying that become wise like how I am wise. And start operating in the hidden mystery of the wisdom of God. The hidden mystery the mysterious wisdom of God. You know, when I started writing books, uh, and many times when we've been sharing books out, people have wanted to, you know, make money from the books. But you see, the hidden wisdom of God of sacrifice allows us today to be celebrating 30 million books published since we started writing books in 1998. 30 million books, not 30,000. Not 30,000 or 300,000 or 3,000. But 30, because we, we are just crossing that benchmark of 30 million books published since we started this effort. And I think it's a good place to thank God. Amen. So, my dear friends, in your life and in my life, we will always see the need for sacrifice as a mysterious wisdom key for breakthrough. It's a mysterious wisdom key. So today in our very first offering, I want us to apply this mysterious wisdom because it applies to you. Mysteriously sow a seed today wherever you are watching from. And you know, it's already threatening to rain here. We're actually expecting some rain if it rains, we will take a break and come right back. Amen. Even on Good Friday. For those of you who want to still be around, we'll be here. Amen. We're having church. All right. So, everywhere in England, America, Switzerland, South Africa, Kenya, anywhere where it's totally locked down, you're all part of this service, the whole world, you know, uh, take out your seed Today, you know, I want you to deploy the mystery of the wisdom of God. 
I don't know why it's a mis- I don't know why it is wise, but it, it, it is very great. The wisdom of sacrifice. Give your life to Jesus. By giving my life to Jesus, you know, I mean, instead of sharing chloroquine in a Manprobi polyclinic today, that would, I would have been there today. I'd rather have a hospital with specialists and others all under me. Yeah, so many doctors. You know, as, as, as a minor thing that I have on the side. It's amazing. There is a mysterious wisdom in sacrificing. I don't know how it works. And I don't see why I should know because it's a mystery. And I don't think you should bother to know how it works. When you take your phone and you can speak to Australia, you don't ask for explanations. You just speak. But there is a great mystery in sacrifice and the cross. So that's why Paul said, I decided that I won't talk about anything at all. Only, only the cross. <laughs> I don't have any subject at all. Only Jesus Christ and how he's crucified. That's, I'll, ne- I'll not say anything. I'll not bring any other topics. Just Jesus Christ and how he's crucified. It's amazing. How the great apostle saw through the great mystery of sacrifice. So, brothers and sisters, wherever you are on this great day, you know, I want us to be able to build 12 churches with today's offering, 12 cathedrals. Two years ago, I initiated uh, some 12 cathedrals in the Volta region. And through the offerings we took on Good Friday, we started all those projects. All right? And each, each project has the potential of costing $1 million each. It's easily. But by the grace of God, we are advancing on all of them. And I'm sure we'll show you a few pictures in the next offering. But I want everyone to join me today in the mystery, the victorious mystery and the mysterious victory of sacrifice. I don't know why it's so powerful for Paul to say, hey, I've left all topics. It's like me saying, I won't preach from uh, how to be wise as serpents. I won't preach from shepherding. I won't preach from any topic again. Only losing, suffering, sacrificing, and dying. This is my only topic in the church. That, that, is, that is the equivalent of what Paul said. I won't talk about any topic again. <laughs> it's amazing. So today, everyone should take out your amazing uh, first, very first offering to build cathedrals. I don't want to tell you, I want to surprise you with something. I don't want, you see, when, when I'm not, I don't have my pickaxe on the ground before I speak. I don't like speaking because things can change, you know, sometimes little things, somebody can prevent you from doing. So I want to surprise you. Yeah, and I'll show you that the prayers you were praying last year during the flow, you see that all have been answered. Yeah. You'll be shocked. Yeah. How many want such surprises? Yeah. But I'll tell you, and you, if you can remind me that the Good Friday thing that I didn't say clearly, if I can say it clearly, then I'll tell you. Yes. But just as we initiated 12 cathedrals from Rara 
to KJB, Jassikan, Dambai, Pandu, Ho, um, Peki, Keta, Sogakope, all, they are all on. Either they are being roofed, the offices are being built, everything, all of them, including Swedru and, uh, Swedru and where? Order, yes. We just added those ones as a kind of, a, you know, a booster. We just boosted with two in those other places. Beautiful. So, I'm telling you because I want you to know when you are giving what you are giving to. But I want us to sacrifice because without sacrificing, there's a certain blessing that will not come to you. Yes, you need to sacrifice. And we all need to sacrifice, you know, whilst we are here. Count your age, check it, and see how many years to 70. And that will tell you the number of years left to do something. When I check my age, it's getting, it, it has even, I don't even have a teenager left. Teenager means 13. 13, 14, 15. A teenager of years. <clears throat> yes. So I'm, I'm determined to do what I can do. Yeah, before I give up the ghost. And I need you to help. And join. Because one day you may not have somebody who will be standing and say, let's do this. We are building this and this and that. You may not have it. And you'll be saying, that, oh, I wish there was something to give to. Beautiful. True. And then that voice will be silent. No more talking. So, on this special Good Friday, where God made a special sacrifice... For us, I want us to make a special sacrifice for God. Everybody, individually. And I'm telling you, when I, when I get a chance to preach to you today, you'll, be, you'll understand it even better. How powerful it is for God to show mercy and for you to also get yourself involved and engaged in sacrifice. Everybody take out your offering. You can pay on MTN, Vodafone, I think today we have got Vodafone also supporting us. Okay, so Vodafone is working. MTN is working. And those on international ministries, every method is still working for you. All right, take out your special offering, your first, second, and third, just in case we don't have a chance to take a second and a third, and say, this is my special gift for God on this Good Friday. If you believe in it, do it. If you don't believe in it, don't do it. Wow. wow. You don't believe in it? Don't do it. But you believe in it? Let's do something special for God. And I, let's believe God that another series of 12 cathedrals can be initiated from Good Friday across the whole world together. Amen. And I'll tell you where it's not Ghana. But I, I don't want to speak before my pickaxe is on the ground. Yes. Wow. 12. Yes. Beautiful. So lift up your offerings, and we are going to pray. Father, thank you for everybody who loves you and is joined in this mysterious gift and mysterious offering today. We are grateful for your blessing 
and your mighty power. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Hallelujah. I can't hear you. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, there shall be showers of blessing. Amen. Well, um, we are blessed to be here on Good Friday. Uh, welcome to everyone joining us, our older brothers, sisters, and uncles all over the world joining us in their various local churches. This is our local church, and we are blessed to be here. Amen. Well, uh, we have seven stations of the cross to be read by the first love bishops. Amen. So put your hands together, and let's take the first saying from Bishop Frank Kofi Opoku. Amen. Put your hands together for him as he comes up. The first saying of Jesus on the cross is taken from Luke chapter 23 and verse number 34. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. This ends the reading of the first saying of Jesus on the, on the cross. Thanks be to God. On the cross, amen. <laughs> Wonderful. Our second saying is all the way from the First Love Churches in OUB and Adenta, Bishop Harry Dodd. Put your hands together for him as he comes up, Bishop Harry Dodd. Thank you. The second saying of Jesus on the cross can be found in the book of Luke. Chapter 23, verse 43. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Here ends the second saying of Jesus on the cross. Thank you so much, Bishop, for keeping our Savior on the cross. Amen. Uh, next we have Bishop Emmanuel Sechi. Please put your hands together for him. Our first love, Bishop is coming to read the third saying of Jesus. Amen. The third saying of Jesus on the cross is from John chapter 19, verse 26 to 27. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. Here ends the third saying of Jesus on the cross. Hallelujah. Please put your hands together for Bishop Emmanuel. Now hailing from the First Love Churches, Campus Churches in UPSA, all the way to Mutual. Let's welcome Bishop Paul Beidou. Please put your hands together for him as he comes to read the fourth saying of Jesus on the cross. The fourth saying of Jesus on the cross can be found in Matthew chapter 27 and verse 46. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Here ends the fourth saying of Jesus on the cross. Amen. 
We're going through the things Jesus said on the cross. Very powerful. And um, I believe it's a blessed time. Amen. Our fifth saying on the cross is coming from our bishop from the Accra Central Churches. And he's in the person of Bishop Kwabena Asamoah Jr. Please put your hands together for Bishop Iceberg as he comes up. Amen. Well, the fifth saying of Jesus on the cross is taken from John chapter 19, verse 28. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Here ends the fifth saying of Jesus on the cross. Thank you. Put your hands together for him. These are the things Jesus said on the cross. Very, very powerful. His last words before he gave up the ghost. And let's welcome Bishop Emmanuel Amakai Amate to read the sixth saying of Jesus on the cross. The sixth saying of Jesus on the cross is John chapter 19, verse 30. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Shall we all rise for the final saying of Jesus on the cross? And I remind the saints that on the day that Jesus died, the elements themselves bear witness. So the final saying, please stand quickly, quickly, quickly. The seventh saying of Jesus on the cross can be taken from Luke chapter 23, verse 46. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. Here ends the seventh saying of Jesus on the cross. Wow. Amen. Today I came along with my wife to say hello. Wow, what a blessing. And uh, <laughs> fantastic. You can be seated, please. And um, thank God for another good Friday. You know, we were preparing for everybody to come here, but we had to change the plans because they didn't want to allow that. And I mean, I understand. So, um, but at least First Love Church is here. Amen. And then the rest are watching from wherever. So today my wife decided to come along so that... Uh, to bring greetings on behalf of all the others who couldn't come from the parents to the children. So that is a great blessing. So I want you to welcome her to say hello. Hallelujah. Well, this is my maiden visit to the Jesus Savior of the world. Square. Square. And um, it's amazing well, we see you on TV, Healing Jesus TV, and we see you on all the social media handles, but being here has also a different feel. 
And I'm happy, privileged, and excited to be here, especially on Good Friday. And um, I trust that God will speak to us. Usually, we would all be at uh, Independence Square, but you have your own special square here, and it's working. (laughs) And we thank God for it. And in every season, God has a reason, and in every season, he blesses. So I'm sure that today we'll be tremendously blessed. Amen. And that when B. Josh was speaking, he forgot to mention QFC, my church and my denomination. But God has forgiven him. As a Kodesh family church, give me a wave. So on behalf of UD, we're excited to be here. And greetings to all the other churches watching from all over the world. We can't be ungrateful. God has done a lot for us. He has made us a multitude and a company, and he will take us from glory to glory. Amen, and thank you. Put your hands together for her. Joshua is taking her down. Beautiful. Fantastic. (laughs) Hallelujah. What a blessing. Lift your hands, everybody. Father, thank you for this amazing service for touching our lives. Thank you for the rain. Thank you for the second service that we are having after the rain. What a blessing for everyone watching and all who are part of this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated for a few, a short but important message on the mysterious victory of the cross. The mysterious victory of the cross of Jesus Christ. I believe that the cross is the greatest mysterious victory that we will ever see and we may never understand it fully till eternity. But Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. I decided that I've left every other topic. Do you see? And the only topic that I'm going to talk about from now is Jesus Christ crucified on the cross. And that, that means that every other topic is nowhere near this topic. Yes. It's the, it seems to be the greatest topic. And if you were the devil, one of the main strategies would be to sideline this message so that it's not prominent in the church. 
and even throw out the cross if possible. Do you see? Now, the Bible says, which none of the princes of this world knew. Verse 8 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. For had they known it, had they known that the cross contained the defeating power, the destructive power to destroy the enemy, if they had known it, they would not have brought this cross thing up at all. So the cross is the mysterious wisdom of God. And the Bible says we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Now, today, I want you to think of the mysterious cross and the victory that Jesus has brought for us as well as thinking of yourself. Because Jesus said, take up your cross, my cross and your cross. So every one of us has a cross. So whatever I share with you about Jesus, all right, and his cross, apply it to yourself and ask yourself, hey, Charlie, what is there that I can do or I must do that God wants me to do that will give me a mysterious victory. Amen. Now, Jesus Christ is considered to be a lamp. The Bible says in John 1 29, behold the lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. That was what uh, John said when he saw Jesus coming. He said, ah, that's the Lamb of God. Now the Bible says, Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Today in Israel, in, amongst the Jews, in every community of the world, they are not celebrating Easter, but they are celebrating the Passover. Now, maybe you don't know what it is for a Jew to even mention the name of Jesus. I know one Jew who got saved. And when he got saved, I mean, before he got saved, he had prayed, something had happened, and Jesus' name was mentioned. He actually confessed to God to forgive him for mentioning the name of Jesus. Yes, because it was like to betray uh, to betray their, what they believe in. You know, they, they've really not turned to Christ. So, when Paul says Christ our Passover, what he's saying is that to us, Christ is the lamb, the Passover lamb that Moses told the Jews to sacrifice and that when I see the blood, I will pass over you. So, to us, Christ is the Passover. But to the Jews, it's the lamb that they sacrifice every year. And the Passover that they celebrate is a different thing. But to us, Christ is our Passover. Yes. You know, and Paul, Apostle Paul, who taught these things, do you see, is very unpopular in Israel. You rarely meet an, a Jew called Paul. Yes. It, 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 you know, because he sort of taught about Christ. 
and what it meant and how the Jewish tradition was actually pointing to Christ. Are you with me? Now, let me share with you how the blood and the cross is going to bring you victory. Amen. Number one, how many want victory? I know. Number one, okay, you will defeat the accuser in your life through the cross. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 12, the first one is that the sacrifice is the key to overcoming the accuser. When you encounter the accuser, do you see? Accusations are the main weapon of devils and agents of the devil are filled with poisonous accusations. Revelations chapter 12, verse 10, I heard a loud voice saying, now has come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of the brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him, listen, by the blood, okay, of the lamb, okay, and by the word of their testimony, okay? And they loved not their lives unto the death. So they overcame the devil or the accuser by three things. By the blood of the lamb, which forgives you. And by the word of their testimony. You know, you have to speak words. Words are powerful. And when God wants to save you, you have to speak words. By your words, you are justified. And by your words, you are condemned. All right? So you have to speak words. And the things you say, all right, are the evidence of what is in your heart and what you believe. And that when you speak, the power is released. So you need to speak the word of this testimony. And then, also, they love not their lives to the death. So they sacrificed their lives for God. And by their sacrifice, they overcame the devil. The Bible says they overcame him by the blood, by the word. And they loved not their lives. These three things together. So look into your life today. You'll find out that when you get to a place where you don't care, anymore about your life and you are ready to sacrifice for God you start to have a certain upper hand over darkness and over devils because they can accuse you all you want but as you continue to give your life to him they love not their lives to the death the devil's mouth is zipped up now, as for accusations and calumny and slander, it's part of the ministry. John Wesley was born in 1703. 
And he died when he was 88 years old. And from around 1735, he started to write a journal of his life. Now, at a point, the journal, which was his daily activities, he started to write them <laughs> to my surprise. He said, because of the calumny and the slander that had been released against him. He said, so that people would know the facts. <laughs> I'm just thinking of John Wesley. He said, so that people would know the truth. Because of the calumny and the slander. I mean, this is an exact phrase. Yes. So, slander and accusations are part of ministry and are part of serving God. But as you love not your life and you don't care, it breaks the accuser's power over your life. Some of you care too much about what people think. And some of you care too much about what someone says. And so it reduces your power. But you, you just decide to continue to serve God. And love not your life. You see, when I take somebody like Reinhard Bonke, who is dead now. One day I, I was reading uh, something about him. Uh, honestly, I was surprised. The amount of insults, especially from Germans, that they held on him. You know? And I don't want to even repeat some of the things that they said. Because of something that happened at the crusade. I mean, I couldn't believe that they, they had such words to speak about God's servant. But you see, as he continued to carry on, Loving not his life. Many Ghanaians are even afraid to go to Nigeria. And many people are afraid to go there. But he went to the deepest corner of Nigeria. Loving not his life to the end. His last crusade was in Nigeria before he died. Yes. You overcome the accuser by not loving your life unto the death. They may say this or they may say that. But remember, I'm talking to you for your life. Yes. Live your life loving God and not loving your life unto death. All my life I've been trying to serve the Lord and keeping on building the church and serving him. And I hope to continue doing that. Amen. Hallelujah. So, overcoming the devil. You see, that's what it's, it's like. The cross, I know we usually think of it as forgiveness. But there is a sense in which it defeats an enemy. Yes. It, 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 it quenches an enemy. A great enemy in your life. And many of us need to make a sacrifice for God. Yes. A sacrifice which will silence the enemy forever. Maybe it is an offering 
that you need to make. Not unto man. If you build a church, if you build a church, think of it, will I live in the church? If you build a church, will I even ever see the money that you are giving? It will never even come near my eyes. Because it goes straight to whoever is building and the builders. Straight. If you build a church somewhere, (laughs) uh, how does it help anybody except God and his work? No, just think about it. And I'm saying that there may be something great that God wants you to do that will silence a great accusation and a great trouble and great crisis in your life. Sacrifice is a weapon of war. Sacrifice is a weapon in the spirit. Number two. Sacrifice is the key to nailing your enemy to the cross. It's nailing him down. Fixing him in one place. How many want to... Nail your enemy into a spot that he will be like a dog that cannot move beyond one meter radius. Karamashota balakata. Colossians chapter 2 verse 13. You being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh has he quickened together with him having forgiven you Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way. Whatever is written about you or said about you, you know, this cross and this blood is wiping out all handwritings and written things about you. Verse 15. Eh? And took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. It is nailed to the cross. Having spoiled, it's a key to spoiling your enemy. Having spoiled principalities and powers, he made an open show of them, triumphing over them in it. Ladies and gentlemen, I see your enemy being nailed to the cross. I see your enemy being spoiled by a sacrifice made by Jesus. And when you also make your life's sacrifice, you nail an enemy silent forever. Yes. All through the ministry, I've seen people having many things to write, many things to say. But the Bible says through the cross. So I don't know what you are going through. I don't know what is against you. What evidence is against you. What writings are against you. What people are against you. But the Bible says through a sacrifice, through Jesus' sacrifice, he wiped out all the evidence against you that should have taken you to hell. How many know some things that should take you straight to hell? Raise up your right hand. You know things already. 
You don't even need anybody to bring it up. You can go straight to hell based on the current issues. But I have good news for you. Through the cross, through the blood, through the mysterious cross, it is nailed down forever and wiped away in the name of Jesus Christ. Number three, your sacrifice is a key to overcoming a pressing enemy. Yes. In your life. A pre- something that is pressurizing you. Eh? There comes a time when you have to look at your life and decide to make the necessary sacrifice. Maybe to fast. Maybe to pray. Maybe to give yourself. Maybe to give your whole life. Maybe to give your wife's life. <laughs> yes, because some people, some people give themselves, but they withhold their wives. So I'm not let. I'm always grateful to people who allow their wives to work for the Lord. I've encountered some husbands who don't allow their wives to work. It's a tragedy. It's a tragedy for their marriage and a tragedy for the person. Yes. Because they, they are not able to love the God that they love and serve the God that they want to serve. Because the husband says, no, don't go. I don't want you to be there. It's one of the tragedies I've seen in ministry. So, you may want to give your life and also give your wife and then give your child. Yes. There are things you can give. Yes. It's a sacrifice. Now, in 2 Kings chapter 3, every pressure on you today is going down because of the blood of the Lamb. Every pressure on you. And when they came to the camp of Israel, the Israelites smote the Moabites. 2 Kings 3.24 On every side. And they beat down the cities on every good piece of land, cast every man his stone and failed it. And they stopped all the wells and felled all the good trees. Verse 26. The Israelis were pressing. They were pressing. It's like a soccer match. They were pressing, 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 pressing. But when the king saw that the battle was too sore for him, he took with him 700 men that drew swords to break through even to the king of Edom, but they could not. 700 men could not. Then he took his oldest son that should have reigned in his stead and offered him for a burnt offering upon the wall. And there was great indignation against Israel. And they departed from him and returned to their own land. The sacrifice of his son. This man, what 700 strong men couldn't do. The sacrifice, when he took his son and sacrificed him. It it was a horrible thing. I don't know, it had an effect. The power of that sacrifice. Ended the battle and the Israelis just turned back. 
It's like when Suarez uh, uh, sacrificed himself. <laughs> yes. And he took a red card. He took a red card. He said, I'll take a red card. <laughs> yes. It was a great indignation to us. And we returned. We just came back. Because the ball was going into the net and he used his hand and stopped the ball like this. Yes. We just left the World Cup and came back to Ghana. <laughs> because a great indignation happened to us. He, he sacrificed himself. It's a red card because it goes against them. Professional footballers, the number of red cards you have ever had. Yeah, and you miss the next game and other things go against you. Whatever. But when an enemy is pressing, pressing you, pressing, 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 there comes a time where there must be a sacrifice. And through the sacrifice, it ended the battle. So I prophesy that every pressurizing enemy who is pressing you hard is going to turn back through the great power of the cross of Jesus Christ. I don't know in your personal life what thing is pressing and pressing and it looks like he's going to win. eh? It looks like he's going to win. eh? It looks like he's going to win. eh? Even 700 men cannot overcome it. eh? Let God give you the wisdom for the sacrifice and the cross and what you have to do and engage in to end the onslaught of the enemy on your life. Yeah. You see that God has called you to the ministry. But there is a certain sacrifice you've never been ready to make. You realize that your life is not changing in a certain way. Things are not going the way. And it's like the enemy is pressing to almost finish you. And you realize it comes to a place where there's something. You can give it up. And that's the end. And what couldn't work will now suddenly turn around. There is a mystery in sacrifice. Number four. Sacrifice is the key to overcoming stalemates. Do you know what is a stalemate? Yes. A stalemate is something that is no one is winning. You know, it's a continuous fight that no one seems to be actually gaining the upper hand. Now, there was once a stalemate in the days of Moses when he was dealing with Pharaoh where he would go and see Pharaoh and he would come back. There would be a sign and a wonder. It would seem as if Pharaoh is changing his mind. He would go back. Then they would give him a little. He would come back. They would say no. They would say yes. They would say no. They say yes. And it was like they had reached what we call a stalemate. How many have been in some battles which neither going forward nor backward? You are not really losing. You are not also really gaining. You are stuck in the mud. I prophesy. I'm giving you the great wisdom of God today. There is a mysterious sacrifice that is in your hand to make. Make it. And the thing will change. Some of you, maybe even you are married. You wouldn't even release your husband to just work for God. You have possessed him with intimidation and negative thoughts and moodiness. 
so that even he cannot feel free to serve God. And the day you release him is the day it will end the stalemate. And you see that he's now back to you. Yes. Kenneth Hagen's wife called Aretha, Aretha or Aretha Hagen, she said one day Kenneth Hagen had something like a heart attack and fell down on the floor. And when he was on the floor, she bent down to try to resuscitate him. That time he was a younger person and he had had a heart problem. But she said when she bent down, she heard the voice of God. And God said to her, do you know I can take him somewhere he'll never come back again? Because she was not happy with his travels. When he goes, he comes, goes, he comes, she, she didn't like it. She was, you may not say so, but there's a feeling and a, yes. It's called the voice of meth. The voice of meth in the Old Testament, it means the voice of welcome. There's no more voice of welcome before you even go to the voice of the bride. Yes. Are you still listening? Yes. Hagen was on the floor and God said to his wife, I can take him somewhere. He will never come back. And she said, let him go for the crusade. What he's doing, he should please go. She changed her mind immediately. And she had him till he was 86 years old. Yes. Exodus chapter 10. And Pharaoh called Moses and said, go and serve the Lord. Let your flocks and your heads be stayed. Let your little ones go. And Moses said, give us sacrifices and our cattle shall go with us. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he would not let them go. And Pharaoh said to him, get thee from me. Take heed to yourself. Be, be very careful, Pharaoh. Be very careful for yourself. See my face no more. For in the day that you see my face, you shall die. And Moses said, thou hast spoken well. I will see thy face again no more. That's chapter 10. Then chapter 11, the next page, God said to Moses. Then the Lord said to Moses, in response to the stalemate, I will yet bring one more plague on Pharaoh and upon Egypt. And afterward, he will let you go. It will be the end of the stalemate. I'm bringing one more. I have one more card. One more card. One more thing. My Passover lamb. I'm going to release the lamb. The blood. The mysterious lamb is going to be sacrificed. That's why Jesus marched in on Palm Sunday. Seven days in Matthew 23, he was in the temple being questioned by the Pharisees. The lamb was brought in seven days before and it was examined for any flaws. It had to be a perfect lamb. So Jesus was being examined and questioned. What is the, what's the greatest commandment? What is this, this? Who, what, what if a man marries? If a man divorces? If a man... He was examined and examined and examined and examined till Thursday, they said, that's it. He was a perfect lamb. <laughs> it was a perfect lamb. I have one more card. 
I have one more thing. I prophesy there's one more thing that is coming into your life that will change everything. Yes, you'll be reading the Bible. Yes, you'll be praying. Yes, you'll be coming to church. But there is a sacrifice, a prayer, a time you need to give up certain things for God. That will change everything. I'm telling you, to change the stalemates. It's mysterious. It's the Passover, the lamb, the great sacrifice. Yes. And then he told them, speak to every congregation, everyone in the congregation, in the tenth day, that they shall take every one of them a lamb. You see, which shows that everybody has a sacrifice to make. Yes. Thank God for the sacrifice Jesus has made. Now it's time for us. I told you that on this mountain here, those of you who came on this mountain, a day will come when you see, when you are driving by, you see, you know, we, we see our parents. Presby are our fathers. If you don't know, if you are in a church in Ghana, you owe your life to Presby. Yes. And to the Catholic. They are our fathers. You see them lined up on this mountain. Yeah. Some people came and gave their lives and died here for us. That's why the church is there. It's not just about talking with writing with a chalk on a uh, blackboard or giving points on a computer. It's about what have you laid down? What have you put down? What have you sacrificed for God? You can look and muse around it for years, but until the time comes where you lay down what God says you must lay down, you never become what he wants you to become. And you never defeat the enemy. You never nail him. You never end the stalemates in your life. Number five. Sacrifice is your key to overcoming premature death. In Exodus chapter 5, Moses said, let us go. He spoke to Pharaoh. Three days journey into the desert. Eh? And sacrifice unto the Lord, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword. Let's go and sacrifice in case. So that God doesn't attack us with a pestilence, which is a pandemic, and with a sword. Pestilence is a plague, epidemic. I was always surprised that that word means epidemic. When I was a young Christian, I knew the word pestilence means epidemic. He said, let us go. He told Pharaoh, Pharaoh, please. Let us allow us to go and make our sacrifice. Sometimes you have to tell your parents, allow me to go and make my sacrifice. Allow me to make my sacrifice and give myself when I'm young, when I'm handsome, when I'm beautiful, when I I can pass exams, when I can do computers. Allow me to give myself to God. And parents, don't block your children. You know how many children have told me how their parents said, I would cast insinuations and make certain snide remarks and comments to keep them from serving God. You have to be careful of this. Be careful of this man. Be careful of that. Wow. 
That's why people fight missions. I was reading about John Wesley. I said, no, I can't believe it. The things that were said are the same things that are being said. Over and over and over again. It's as if somebody has been given a poem to read. And he said, they shall take off the blood and strike it on the posts of the house. Take the blood. You kill the lamb, the innocent lamb, like Jesus was innocent. Then you mark the house, the lintels and the posts, the columns and the beams. And he said, when I see the blood, when I see the blood, when I see the blood, marking your house, I'll pass over. And that's why Moses said, please let me sacrifice. Let me sacrifice. One man, he had uh, a chance to sacrifice. You know, The church wanted to build a bigger church. Somebody was telling me this story. But he had a shop. The the man was a member of the church. But he had a shop in front of the church. So he benefited from the church members coming to church on Sunday. Then they buy things from his shop. So when they proposed to build a bigger church because the church was growing, because the new church was going to be at a different location and his shop was opposite the church. So when the proposal came, he opposed the proposal and said they don't and he joined with some other members and quenched the whole building project. He said, we don't need it. Yes. For whatever reasons. And that was the end of that project for that church. Now, the person who told me this story described what happened to him. And for reasons of fine protocol, I I, I don't want to say, to give people ideas. Yes. What happened to the man? Because the person said to me that, you know, last time you were telling a story of how a man took his children. He said, look, I know somebody, not that some story that you are mentioned. I know somebody myself. What happened to the person? When he opposed, after he opposed the church building, what happened to him? She described it. I will not say it in the microphone. This is a different story. She was saying that the stories you are telling, they are real things that are happening in real life. I've seen one before. We must be careful in our service to God. He says, let us go. Let us go. Let the Lord strike us. When you go to the mortuary, when you see someone who is dead, you see how frail it is how frail a human being is. You see how easy it is to die. <laughs> when you see a human heart beating and you see the organs in the body, you see how easy it is to just go. It just can stop like that. It can just stop like this. One second, it just stops. 
And you see how it's God's power that keeps us alive. Let us sacrifice to our God. Let us save our God. Let us give ourselves wholly to this adventure of serving him with all that we have. Let us give our money and give our wealth and give everything that we have in us to love him. It will not harm us. After all, people have given their lives for all kinds of things. People have given their heart and their souls for everything you can imagine. They have paid a high price. And you know the kind of things people have spent their money on. Allow us to serve our God. And allow us to sacrifice to our God. Number six. Sacrifice is the key to destruction of the demons and the gods of Egypt. He says, I will pass through the land of Egypt and I will smite the firstborns in the land, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. When, you see, gods in the Bible is from the word deity. And the word deity is from the word demon. The word devil is diabolos, the slanderer. But demon is a deity. And that's why demons tell people to make images of them. To worship them. They're trying to take the worship of God to a demon. That's why the Bible says the things they sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils. And God said, I'm coming down. I will, sm- I will scatter all the devils and all the gods of Egypt. The gods of Egypt. I don't know what God is harassing you. And I don't know what demon or deity or entity is linking itself to you. But I declare that by the blood of the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. You are free from every demonic power and every God and every deity and every demon and every devil. In the name of Jesus Christ. And number seven. Finally. Sacrifice is your key to finishing off a persistent enemy. Are you ready to finish off a persistent enemy? I see your enemies too. This is, right now we have nailed them, we have spoiled them, we have uh, what? <laughs> we have ended the stalemate. <laughs> Hebrews 11 verse 28. Through faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood. Lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. Which the Egyptians are saying or attempting to do were drowned. You know, as soon as they finished with the Passover, they were led through the Red Sea. It's like walk through the sea. God will take you through your Red Sea. But you see, before you get into the sea, you have some people say, I can't swim, oh. I can't swim, oh. I don't have a, a, a um, life, life, life jacket. I don't have a whatever. I can't swim. We can't swim. We are not like you. You, you, are, you know how to swim. 
Is there a boat? And here is water. Here is water. But after the Passover and the miracles, you see, you must be ready to risk your life for God's word. God has brought you this far. There is no way that he cannot take you through. If you have come this far, all the way from Egypt, and you have come to the mouth of the Red Sea, you must be prepared to carry on through to the logical conclusion of the sacrifice you have made. And that is to pass through the Red Sea by faith. Which is to put your life at the greatest risk of all. And when you put your life at risk, people even respect you. Yeah. People respect me because I was a a doctor. I am a doctor. I gave my life. People respect me for that. Yeah. they, They respect me because I could have carried on my career in America like all my mates. People respect me for the things I've laid aside. The risks I've taken. When I had my church, there was nobody had a car in the church. For years, no one had a car. The only person who had a car that my father gave me. I had a church. Only students were in the church from Ebenezer Secondary School. These were my members. People, 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 people respect you. See, they are silenced by you walking through the Red Sea and placing your whole life. I put my family, my wife, my children at risk. And I said, let's cross. Based on where we've come from with this lamb, let's walk through this Red Sea. Nothing can kill us. I don't know who you are, but I came to tell you today, dear friend, when you get to the Red Sea, just ask yourself, you know, where you've reached, what else are you going to think about now? After you've taken all these steps, you have bombed the whole of Egypt. You have spoiled all the economy. Do you want to go back? Do you know what is going to happen to you? All Israelis will be put in prison if they had gone back. They have been accused of destroying a country. You know, it's too late to go back. Carry on, my friend. To the end of the journey. God is going to bless you mightily. So today, I see a great victory in your life from whatever enemy you have. God's enemy, Satan, was dealt with a death blow. He's left with nothing. And look at us. We are all set free by this blood. Now he's calling on you and calling on me and saying, hey, rise up and deploy the same secret that I deployed. To finish off the enemy in your life. Finish him off. Look at me. I have a ministry today. I paid the price. I didn't come to the ministry by insulting people. I didn't come to the ministry. I, look, when we, when we were in, um, I think, uh, Tepa. No, the Catholics, the Catholic church. They opened their church for, for, for me to preach in the Catholic church. You know, and the priest told me, he said, oh. We, we hear of so many good things you say about the Catholic Church. The priest told me. He said, we, we know, we hear. We have, seen, we have heard so many good things you said about the Catholic Church. I think he even showed me a video. He said, oh, somebody sent this to me. They opened, it, they opened it to us. I didn't come to the ministry by insulting Catholics. Or insulting Presbyterians. Or Anglicans. No. If at all, they are standing at certain levels to fight and they are fought for us to exist. Yes. By giving my life for what I believed. By walking through the Red Sea. 
My wife once asked me, which school will our children go to? I said, I'm sure they will go to school. Don't worry. There will be a school. There will be a school. And truly, in the area that we were living, somebody opened a nursery, a brand new nursery. And our child was the first member of that school. (laughs) Why not? That's where we've reached. There was nothing like Montessori or whatever, whatever, whatever. No. Today I see a great freedom. Your enemy, number one is what? What is happening to him? Mm. You are overcoming the accuser. Number two, you are nailing him. Number three, you are overcoming a pressing enemy who is pressing with 700 men. Number four, you are overcoming stalemates. Number five, you are overcoming premature death. Number six, you are overcoming the gods and the demons in your village and from your hometown. They are all perishing because of the blood. When you see you are being attacked, just shout the blood of Jesus Christ. Declare the blood of Jesus. Every power will bow in the name of Jesus. And number seven, you are finishing off a persistent enemy who has followed you all to the Red Sea. The enemy you see today, you shall see them no more. Stand to your feet, everybody. Now, every head bowed, we are going to have communion, but before that, every head bowed and every eye closed. If you are here today and you want to say, Pastor, I've heard you preaching. Demons are following me, but I want to give my life to God. And I want Jesus to wash away my sins and make me a new person. If you are here like that, and you want me to pray with you so that you give your life to God, lift up your right hand like this. Lift it up high. Pastor, pray with me. God bless you. I see all your hands. Just lift it up high. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. I want to disconnect myself from devils and from Satan. Lift it up high. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If you have lifted your hand, come to me in the front quickly. Come. Come from where you are standing. Come. Come unto Jesus. Give Come on, let me pray with you. God bless you. Come on. Come on. Come unto
Raise your hands. Everybody close your eyes and say this prayer. Say Jesus. I can't hear you. Say Jesus. Please forgive me for my sins. I give my life and my heart to Jesus Christ. Please write my name in the book of life. Please wash away my sins with the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Now, everyone can sit down. All of you in front here, just stand here. Just sit down for a moment. Now, are you watching? Are you listening? Now, before we take our Holy Communion, no movement in front here. Everyone stay where. Before we take our Holy Communion, you see, these people here have been bought. They've been bought with blood. When God was buying you back from the devil, he didn't use money. He used blood, his own son's blood. That's how much he loves you. Now today, I want to practice what we've been preaching. I believe that there are many of us either watching part of this church who have to make a sacrifice to God. A special sacrifice. Several of you have to build cathedrals. Yes. I learned from even watching the Methodist Church, the Church of Pentecost. When I was in Madagascar, I saw they built Pentecost. Somebody has built a cathedral for them. Personal people, Witness Chapel. They built a church in Lagos, thousand seater, fully paid for, handed it over to the church. Many churches, the individuals sacrificed. Since I started this project, raising you to build churches. More people have prospered and able to even build more than one. So today I'm making a special invitation for us to sacrifice, build a church. I tell you, it may be the most, it's even cheaper than to build, um, to buy a car. (laughs) You can't even get a car for that price. Yes. Several people watching, sitting here, build your church, build a cathedral, support the church in a big way. Not, not me. I don't need anything from you. I'm telling you, I'm directing to you, to your God, your God who you'll be seeing soon. It's just a matter of time. I'm directing you to, to him. Your God who you will be seeing. Your God who you'll be seeing. I'm directing you to love him and do something. And break the yoke of the enemy. Don't wait till it's too late. Yes. And so I am making a direct invitation. And appeal to everyone. Join to build a church today. Either one of the smaller ones. Or a cathedral. Or support Healing Jesus campaign. In any special way. Give specially. As your special sacrifice. Let me tell you something. One day. I was about to go upstairs to preach in Kolegono. Something was supposed, was about, was being done for me in the church. Suddenly, an angel appeared 
in, in the downstairs and came to me. I was lying down with a lamp, skinned lamp, and knelt down in front of me that there was a lamp. I'll never forget it. And when I saw, I, I, I wonder what is this? A lamp skinned white. All the hair was off, it was just skinned, a lamp. And I got out of the chair. I was about to go up to preach. And the Holy Spirit said to me, what they are about to do for you, don't take it. Give it to the church. It was something big. Don't take it. It's your donation. I was surprised and worried. (laughs) Yes. But I did obey. I did obey. And the fruit of the sacrifice is just amazing. I want to encourage everybody here. Today is Good Friday. Do something good. Don't wait till you are in the hospital and you say, oh, if I can get... Look at us in the pandemic. We are wishing we could do so many things. Look at what, what are we doing here. People can come to church. This is... This, this, the, the crowd here is a normal local church service. People are not allowed to come. Two years running. I've not stepped in my church building. We come, rain beats us, we go, we come. Hey! We never thought we'd see such a time. I want to invite you. If you want to build, contact my secretary. You know how to contact. If you want to, you can. Build one of the church. Good Friday. We, were, we are aiming to build 500, and I know you, you are joining. 172 people have already joined. You can, and you will. The cathedrals, decide to build one. Don't wait till you are in hospital that you see that you have money for chemotherapy. Yes. That's when you see that you have money, pa. For medicine, for drip. Don't wait. He said, lest the Lord smite us with the pestilence and the sword. Allow us to go and sacrifice to our God. So today, I'm going to take this second offering. And I want, I'm receiving even cars. Give me cars. When you give me a car, I'll pass it on. Because you can never buy me a car. Because you don't know the car that I need. But if you give me a car, I'll give to the necessary people who need cars. I have a lot of children in the ministry and sons and daughters who need cars. Give cars. I'm, I'm talking about doing something big for God. Don't wait till something is chenchema. Then you say, I'm bringing this chenchema, uh, 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 what do you call it? Chenchema car. You don't know chenchema. See me after church. It's a Hebrew word. Donate cars, my lay uh, presidents and lay uh, board members. Oh, they are always buying cars now for missionaries. I'm asking you to give. Come and park cars and bring the keys. Say, please, here you are. Wherever you say, send it to. Thank you. You'll be a blessing. I'm encouraging everybody.
Today is Good Friday. Let's do something that God himself feels that. Ah, you, are you know what? It's really something when you do something for someone, the person doesn't seem to notice what he's done. I believe Jesus has done a lot for us to come and die for us. That I may know him. Many of us are saved by a, a stranger. We don't know Jesus. He saved us, but we don't know him. Today is your chance to give. So everyone, wherever you are, take out your biggest offering. Whether it's a church building, whether it's a car, whether it is a house, a land, anything. Let's give. In all the cathedrals, everyone who is watching, put, take, your, take out your best and your greatest offering that you've ever taken out. Here we are on Good Friday. We are ending in the next few minutes because we are not supposed to stay for too long. So please take it out and let us give cash. And I'm sure the cash you want to give bigger offering. To whom much is given, much is expected. Much is expected. If you have much, much is expected of you. Yes. And in every country, Ukraine, Cameroon, Cape Verde, Niger, Congo, Kenya, South Africa, Botswana, Mampong, everywhere. Give. Now Vodafone is working. MTN is working. Cash is also working. Please take your offering. No one should take yourself out of this offering, please. This is the good, this is the main offering today. Oh yes, I'll take another offering, but this is the main offering. This is the sacrifice offering based on the preaching. Take out an offering and end a pressurizing enemy. Believe it. May I believe it? Put the offering down. I put my life down. And it ended a certain battle for the ministry. And that's my ministry right there. That's it right there. I put my life down. I never knew what school. My, so it means my children's education, my life, everything. I, I put it down. It was like I didn't know they would ever even go to school. But they went. And today I have two uh, doctors and one lawyer. And another one who's becoming also a lawyer. So what do you expect? I thought that when they attended the school that they were founders of. They were the founders of the school. How, how can it have a good future? But that was it. That was, it doesn't matter. It's a school. Every school has a beginning. Take out your offerings in front here, everywhere as we pray. Father, I pray over everyone who is part of this amazing offering today. Bless, heal, deliver, and thank you for your mighty power that is at work. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Bless everyone. Bless those giving from everywhere. Thank you for over 500 buildings of the smaller ones and over 100 cathedrals. We'll see them with our physical eyes. We give you thanks and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Ashes, receive the offering. And those of you here, where do they go? Please go this way. We want to give you a book. And then you go back to your seat. Please go. Or you want to give them the book here. Maybe give, you, give the book quickly. Right here. Yes. Where are the buildings? We, we were showing some Volta buildings. We started building. This is Aflao. How many have heard of Aflao? The border. This is Aflao Volta region. Next one. And this is Dambai in the OT region. The new regions created by President Akufa. That's the office block on the side here. The foundation of the office block is coming up. 
than buy the headquarters uh, regional uh, regional whatever regional capital yes that's Dambai and this is Denu in the Volta region Denu is near um, Agbozume this is Denu all these projects are on and this is Ho a new cathedral in Ho now some people are asking whether I'm an Ewe I'm a Christian eh? and this is Jasikan this is Jasikan okay this is Jasikan in the OT that's, wait wait go back that's the cathedral there the reason why it is not being roofed is because of the first laps and the people who were doing it are the same people there so we've forbade them to go and work there till they finish the center so that is Jasikan OT region alright this is the office block this is KJB in the OT region beautiful the office block and the steel is already there and the cathedral is also there apart from the church that is there this is Keta do you know Keta Keta down south where they are always complaining that the sea is taking away their land we are right there look at the cathedral and the office block Keta so all of you from Keta area Ketu south Ketu south voters we are there eh? beautiful and then Keta Volta region, beautiful. And this is Ketekrachi. Ketekrachi is up after the lake on top there. If you look at it, that is the office block and then the cathedral, Ketekrachi land. Apart from the one that we already have, we have churches there already. And this is Pandu. Pandu in the Volta region. Uh, new cathedral. These are new, new projects. Carry on. Peki also in the Volta region. These are huge. Each project is over one million dollars. You know? But we are building them. We started a Good Friday and we are doing it practically. This is Sogakope. That's our church building in Sogakope right at the, where the river is. Sogakope Cathedral. Alright? And office block. Okay? They seem to be confused. And this Rara. Have you heard of Rara? It is up, 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 up there. After KJB, somewhere up at the top there. Rara in the Volta region. OT region, sorry. It used to be OT region, but the government has removed and changed it to OT region. Look at the mountains at the back there. Beautiful, just like Mampong. The Volta region is actually the most beautiful region in Ghana. Uh, people are asking me whether I'm an airway. I'm a Christian. Eh? Christian. Where again? Is that all? Yeah. What about the Oda and the Swedru ones? Show us. All right. Beautiful. Clap for, clap for these amazing, huge projects that we are doing there as we are giving. Amen. I believe that is a blessing. Amen. Father, thank you for these buildings and thank you for the great offerings that your people are giving today on this special Good Friday service. In Jesus' name, amen. Ashes, we are waiting for the ashes to come quickly. Now, you can take out your Holy Communion. Amen. We started at four, and it's now just about six o'clock. So, we'll be rounding up, but before, we are going to have 
Holy Communion. Brothers and sisters. Shall we stand to our feet? in heaven thank you we bow before you Lord we thank you for you gave yourself on the cross to defeat the enemy once and for all you put an end to accusations handwritings evidence ideas, thoughts wicked things that were against us by your body. That was the price you paid. The Lamb of God. You were scrutinized in the temple by the Pharisees and by wicked men who did not know you. And you survived it all. And you died in our place. Thank you. As we lift up your body let everyone here experience a resounding victory over Satan, over his cohorts, and over every agent of Satan who is used against us. In the name of Jesus, let there be healing for everyone who is a part of this service worldwide. Every coronavirus victim. We pray for recovery in Jesus name. The smell of death we reject and refuse. We ask for total recovery, restoration and healing in Jesus name. We receive healing for our bodies, our hearts, our minds, our kidneys, our lungs, our livers, stomach and intestines our blood vessels, our blood, our blood cells, white blood cells, red blood cells, our eyes, our nose, our mouth, our tongues, everything in us, Lord, our immune system, we ask for total healing. 
And as we lift up this bread, we look to you as our Savior and our healer. Jesus Christ, the Savior and the healer of the world. The body of Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus. Now, the blood. How many have made mistakes already since last year? Lift up the blood. Father, we declare this is now the blood of Jesus. Through the power of forgiveness, everyone under the sound of my voice is appearing at next year's Good Friday service. Alive and healthy and healed and forgiven whatever will prevent you from appearing at Good Friday next year I reject it and I curse it in Jesus name now recover from your sins recover from your mistakes recover from your grievous past and every error you have ever made that has linked you to the dark kingdom, the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of Satan. Be released from the kingdom of the devil and I transfer you now to the kingdom of his dear son, Jesus Christ. Be forgiven in your home. Be forgiven in your church. Be forgiven in your personal life. Be forgiven for your mistakes. The mistakes of your hands. Lift up your hands. May your hands be washed by the blood. Open your mouth. May your tongue be washed by the blood from all the things you have said you shouldn't have said. Your feet. Stamp your feet. May your feet be washed for every place you went you shouldn't have gone. In Jesus' name, put your hand on your heart. May your heart be cleansed from the depth of wickedness that is in you by the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood that takes away the sins of the world. May you be forgiven. May you be washed. May you be cleansed. By the blood of the Lamb. The blood of Jesus Christ. Now lift your hands. Whatever agenda. Satan has. To kill you within one year from now. I unravel that agenda in Jesus name. You are appearing. At Good Friday. 2022. With ease. With ease and with grace. With ease and with grace. Whatever. Is a plan. Long term. Plan of the enemy. To destroy you. To destroy you. In the name of Jesus. I cancel and unravel that plan in Jesus name. You are now free from your mistakes. You are now free from sin. You are now free from Satan. Every 
pressuring enemy that is pressurizing you goes back today in Jesus name shout the loudest amen shout the loudest amen every enemy that is pressing 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 is thrown back tonight in the name of Jesus let me hear your loudest amen every persistent enemy every persistent enemy that has followed you up to the Red Sea in the name of Jesus I say go back go back go back in Jesus name shout amen I cannot hear your loudest amen lift your hand like this say I receive deliverance I receive deliverance from my enemies from the works of the devil in the name of Jesus shout your loudest amen put your hands on your eyes receive revelation receive light may you be filled with light this year may you be filled with light and revelation this year whatever you have been blind to God is opening it to you now in Jesus name receive light receive revelation receive good sight in the name of Jesus lift your hand and say I receive it I receive light I receive illumination I receive healing put your hand on your heart say I receive healing I can't hear you I receive healing I can't hear you I receive healing in the name of Jesus receive your healing whatever prevented you from traveling abroad is cut off I see a string something I I see it is linking you somewhere you can't go free I cut those strings right now in the name of Jesus and set you free lift your hand and say I'm free now I'm free now in the name of Jesus Christ has set you free and you are free indeed put your hand on your head you shall be the head and not the tail every curse that is making you last making you low making you go down demoting you is lifted off you now because of the blood the enemy that implements the curse is rebuking your life in the name of Jesus Christ be free from the curse in the name of Jesus you are free by the blood of the lamb that sets you free and right now everyone whose foot is in a clay that you cannot come out of in the mighty name of Jesus I see your feet are being washed they are being washed of the clay whatever has made you to be stuck in one place you are free today in the name of Jesus lift your hand and shout a big amen shout your loudest amen shout your loudest amen 
Say, I am no longer stuck. I am set free by the blood of the Lamb in the name of Jesus. And right now, every sin that you thought could never be, never be, never be forgiven and never be forgotten. How many have committed a sin? You realize that it cannot be forgiven and it cannot be forgotten. Hey, lift your hand and receive a deliverance. May the sin which seems it can never be forgiven and it can never be forgotten, may that sin be wiped, wiped away, washed away. May your sin be forgiven and your sins be forgotten in the name of Jesus. Every form of guilt and inferiority complex, I rebuke that complex from off your life. You are set free by the blood of the Lamb. The power of God is working in your life. God is lifting you up. You are arriving at Good Friday next year in a brand new car. In the name of Jesus Christ, your life is going 10 steps higher in this year by Good Friday next year you are 10 steps higher than you are today in the name of Jesus. Now lift your hand. This hand lifting now is called in the spirit hallelujah. May you be saying hallelujah the whole of this year till next year. May you be praising God for the whole of this year till next year. May you be shouting hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You'll be hearing congratulations. But when the people say congratulations, you lift the two hands and say hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You'll be saying hallelujah all the way. And next year, Good Friday, you'll be appearing with smiles and hallelujah written all over your face. Saying that God has been good to me. Give Jesus the loudest shout of hallelujah. Now listen, I'm going to do something that you've not, is going to surprise you. Do you know? The word, you see, those who say thank, thank you are those who have the grace of God. Yes. You know, Derek Prince, he was giving advice to some pastors. And he said, at this time he was very old. When, when he's speaking, his voice is, is, has changed. He was getting near to his end of his life. And he gave about... Five points. Five points to pastors. And he said that they are personal things, so you don't have to follow it. But this is what he has seen. He said that uh, he gave different points, but one of the points he said, Be thankful. Yeah, he said, Be thankful. And he said that when people are thankful, you know, the Bible says, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourself in Psalms, hymn, singing with grace. 
And he said, he said something. He said that the word grace, you see, grace. He said, you find grace with thankful people. Listen, he said, you find grace with, give me power, give me power. He said, you find grace with thankful people. He said the word thank you, the word thank you in Latin is the word gratia, gracias. It's the same word grace, gracias, grasa, gracia, gratia, grace, charis, charis, all the languages that come from Latin. The word grace is the word thank you. He said that you find grace with thankful people. And that's why the word grace and thank you are almost the same word. In Latin, gratia, gracias, grasa, gracias, grace, charis. Charis is grace. It's all the same word, grace. Grace. Gracias, grace. Thank you, grace. He said, be thankful. And that you find grace with thankful people. How many want to find grace with you throughout 2021 to 2022? Grace will follow you. Be thankful and be grateful. Be thankful at home. Be thankful in church. Be thankful for what God has done. Be thankful in everything. Be thankful to your neighbor. Be thankful to your wife. Be thankful to your husband. Be thankful to God. And you'll see the word thank you. Gracias is the word grace. As you are thankful, there's more grace for you and on your life. May this grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his power rest upon you and go with you, appearing with you in 2022, a good Friday, full of grace and glory, the glory of God. Give the Lord a mighty shout. Yes. Grace. 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 You see, the word grace is connected to the word thank you. And that is so powerful. And I think that for Derek Prince, you get it? To say that advice that he's given in the ministry, in life, he was just saying these are just his personal advice is to be thankful. Yes. Are we back online? Okay. For those of you who were not online, we are back online. Tell your friends that we are back. It's a normal thing. There's nothing abnormal about it. Going and coming. Things come and go. Yes. You have to stay with what you have. Things come and go. Hallelujah. Now, I was saying that grace, that you see, Latin is a language that was spoken by the Romans. It comes from the Roman Empire. And um, from the Latin came many languages, including and especially Italian, Spanish, Romanian, and um, French. 
And some of them are similar to Latin. Even English, 50% of the words in English are from Latin. Yes. But it, it produced several languages. But Latin itself is not spoken. And you see the same word, gratia, grace, grasas, gracia, charis, from the Greek, and so on. You see the same word, grace, thank you, thank you, thank you, and grace. So be thankful and be filled with grace. Amen. How many want to be filled with grace? And when the Israelites were murmuring and complaining, they were filled with demons. People who complain bitterly, they are often filled with devils. All right. So, if you have joined us watching, we are giving our final thank you offering. And we are saying thank you. As for me, I love this part. It really touched my heart because I felt often that when you say thank you and you have somebody who is thankful, when somebody is not thankful or even doesn't notice the person in some way, and people who are filled with devils, usually you notice that they complain, they bitterly speak, and they talk negatively. Derek Prince was teaching, and he was saying that whenever the Holy Spirit comes on someone, the first thing you notice is in the speaking. Yes. So that's why he said, be filled with the Spirit speaking. He spoke about eight places in the Bible where he's talked about being filled with the Spirit. And each time, it's connected to speaking. So speaking is very connected to the Spirit. Yes, beautiful. And so brothers and sisters, saying thank you is very connected to the Holy Spirit and to the grace of God. And I believe that great grace, if you are on this campus, be thankful. If the water goes off, be thankful. If the light goes off, be thankful. If you see a snake, be thankful. Anything that happens here, be thankful. It's a great, there are people who've come to this school and have gone back, do you see, complaining bitterly. Instead of learning something, they were bitter and saying negative things. The people that have worked with me, instead of being thankful that they had a chance to work with me, they rather become bitter talking in a funny way. So be, be full of thanks and be grateful of grace. How many want your life to be full of grace? Grace means what? Undeserved, you know, things are happening undeserved. You know, you don't, you don't deserve them, but they are all happening. It's because you are thankful. You are thankful. Gratia is Latin. Gracias, gracias, grace. Grace is in English. Grace is from the Latin. Thank you and grace. Beautiful. So let God touch your life today and let's give a final offering. We've done that already. Those of you who are joining online until your churches, we are closing. Be grateful for an amazing opportunity to give and to be at the Jesus Savior of the World Square. You can see the square at the back of the, on the screen. Look at it. Is it not beautiful on the screen over there? Jesus Savior of the World. Beautiful. Uh, where will you get this? Hollywood and others are trying to copy us.
Is it not amazing? No, people want to be here. People really want to be here. Look at it. Savior of the world. Are you glad that Jesus, yeah, one day we are going to see him, we'll be so happy. One day Jesus will say, do you know that sign that you made? I was so happy with that sign that you made. You'll be shocked, I tell you. You'll be amazed. Because even me, I'm happy that I've made that sign. Yeah. How much more Jesus? Well, it's a message. It's a message you can't wipe away easily. Yes. Beautiful. Jesus, Savior of the world. Gratia. Grace. May the grace of God be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Every standing to your feet, please, for a moment. We are going to pray. Let's pray right now for our nation, Ghana. Pray for our president. Lift your hand quickly. Pray for our president and our nation, Ghana. Father, we pray for our president and also the cabinet and the parliament and all those in authority. We pray for them to be wise, to be filled with grace, wisdom, to be able to build a nation, build roads, build bridges, improve internet, improve hospitals, medical care, improve schools, improve infrastructure, and lead us away from war, increase stability and security in the nation. We pray for them, Lord, that they be filled with wisdom to use the resources, the minerals, the oil, the gifts of God that are in the land. Lift your hand and pray for the nation and for those who are in charge. Let it not be that another time will pass and everything is the same again. Thank you for this great wisdom and grace. We pray for our nation and for every nation. Now lift your hand and let's pray against the pandemic and every curse of the enemy that is moving through the world. Father, we pray against every wickedness that is moving by day and by night. The angel of death, we reject it. We refuse it. Now apply the blood of Jesus over your head wherever you are. No plague shall come nigh your dwelling. No bad news shall be found in your family. You shall not receive a bad news, bad text, bad WhatsApp, or bad phone call. In Jesus' name, we block all negative news and negative tragic news flashes that are connected to our lives. In Jesus' name, when there is an evil day, we demand divine escapes and divine extraction from the point of crisis in the mighty name of Jesus. And finally, pray for your church and the church of God, for the power of God to fill the church and the Holy Spirit to fill the church. Pray for the pastors, the bishops, the leaders. Lift your hand and pray, God, bless the church. Let your church be great and strong. Let it increase and expand and go forward. Deliver us from evil, from tragedies, from sad and bad news and evil things and evil tidings within the congregation. Save and bless everyone who is part of the church. Raise up more laborers, more workers, Lord. Cause your church to grow into 190 nations. Whatever is wrong with us, forgive us for our sins. And let us, O oh Lord, do what is right always. Give us the grace, O oh Lord, to be perfect before you in everything. And finally, everyone lift your hand and pray for the mercy of God. We pray for mercy. Lord, you said, I will not take away my mercy from him. Let not your mercy be taken away from us. Lift your hand, pray for your family, pray for your children, pray for your spouse, pray for your uncles, your aunties, and everyone, loved one connected to you. 
that God will not take away his mercy from anyone connected to you. Father, this is all we ask. In the name of Jesus, this Good Friday, thank you for your great blessing and your power that is released unto our lives. We give you thanks how you have taken us through all this year and we thank you that we are appearing at Good Friday next year, Lord, with 10 steps higher than we are this year and doing better and doing more, going better and doing more, going deeper and doing more in the year ahead. We give you thanks. We give you praise in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Give the Lord a mighty shout and clap offering. Gracias. Grace be with you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Let's, let's all stand and, and just one more prayer. Everyone who is not well in your body in any part, put your hand there right now. Father, we pray for miracle healing yes. to take place right now. Do mighty works of healing. Put your hand wherever you are not well. We have prayed already during the communion time and I believe God's power is moving and doing a great healing. Father, thank you for miracle healing that is taking place right now. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. Receive your healing in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Now lift your hand and thank God for great and mighty miracles that he has done in our midst. Father, thank you for great miracles that you have wrought in our midst today for your glory. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.